For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. Here's some tips for maintaining your Trex deck. Um, occasionally wash it with some soapy water or a pressure cleaner. Trex composite decking is low maintenance and won't fade, splinter or warp. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. And joining us on the line out of Spain is all white Tommy Smith. G'day, Tommy. How are you? Morning, Ricardo. How you doing? Yeah, good. Thanks, mate. Good. I'm imagining you're doing it tough this time of year, having to be in Spain of all places. I know. It's, it's, it's a hard life. But now, obviously, we're, we're here to work. So uh, it is a beautiful setting, but, you know, that's, uh, it's, a, it's a good place for us to convene before what is obviously a, a really important time for others all white. Yeah, I mean, you've got uh, you know a great stadium to play a great opponent, and I mean it, the build-up for the big game against Costa Rica doesn't get any better, does it? I mean, being an Espanol stadium, those training facilities, and with that group of players, yeah, it, it's absolutely ideal preparation. So obviously there will be no excuses on that side of things, and it's a it's a really good test to come up against Peru um, to, to get that flow of, of where we are as a team again. Obviously, we've got another one in Oman before the big one, so. It will just be a case of uh, getting back to, to what we know, what we were good at in the qualifiers, uh, and getting that confidence up, ready for the big one. In terms of uh, Peru, I mean, you played last time that the All Whites played Peru, which was quite different circumstances. It was a World Cup playoff, and it was in uh, you know home and away, and you were in Peru. Uh, what are your memories of that time, and what can you guys as a team take out of that into this game? Yeah, obviously the, the dynamics of it, uh, very different because obviously that's a home and away uh, playoff whereas this one is going to be a one-off at a neutral venue so that changes things drastically uh, there's no home advantage for either team And uh, but obviously Peru were, were a very good side we felt like we probably should have edged the home game uh, in Wellington um, didn't capitalise on some half chances that we had there and then they punished us at their place, which was a, a raucous atmosphere You know, probably one of the, the best atmospheres I've experienced definitely up there and you know the, the stadium Espanol Stadium I, I hear is going to be packed and the majority of them are going to be following Peru and it'll be a good atmosphere to be involved in once again. Mate it'll be, uh, be a fantastic atmosphere uh, I guess the, the one bonus for you guys is hopefully you won't have uh, military jets flying over the hotel at four in the morning. <laughs> yeah hopefully not uh, yeah that was a bit of an eye opener fireworks going off outside your window at all hours uh, no they Let's be honest, they, they tried every trick in the book and, you know, who, who's, you can't blame them for that. They, they hadn't been to a World Cup for so long. and uh, I don't think it really affected us, if I'm, if I'm completely honest. You know, Kiwis were, were a tough bunch ourselves, so a little bit of attempted intimidation wasn't going to do us any harm, but it was definitely an experience. Yeah, I was going to say, if anything, it would fire you up, wouldn't it? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, in terms of the plan going into this game, obviously it's different from last time because there was World Cup qualification on the line last time. This time it's getting prepared for that. So uh, what's the mind mind uh, doing here and, and what's the process you guys are going through in terms of how you approach the game? Well, there's, there's places up for grabs first and foremost. So it's obviously the, the ones that do get the nod to play against Peru are going to be playing for their shirt to be involved in, in the game against Costa Rica. So... You know, the competition for places within the squad now is as tough as it's ever been since I've been in, involved in the All Whites. And, 
Um, it is testament to obviously New Zealand football that are producing players of this calibre now. And uh, obviously a lot of those players are going on to have good careers overseas. Uh, but obviously that, that first game is, is to get us back playing the way we know we can play. You know, tactically, we, we've got an identity now that we want to try and stick to. Um, and obviously Peru will, will provide a, a stern opposition to test that against. You can do what you can do, right? I mean, you, you can control how you guys play. How much at the moment, given that this game is a means to an end with Costa Rica, how much are you looking at tapes of Costa Rica and going, this is where we can hurt them, let's try and pull this off here? Yeah, listen, we, we're doing training sessions that are geared towards Costa Rica. We're also doing training sessions that are looking at Peru and what differences they do have to Costa Rica. So um, the, the planning is, there's no stone being left unturned. You know, we're, we're looking at video every single day uh, of how we can hurt them, how we can stop them hurting us. Um, and, you know, we'll be confident going into it for sure. But obviously these two games are, are going to be a really good indicator of where we're at, not just as a team, but individually as well. You know, players are coming from different scenarios within their club environment. Some some players are mid-season, some players have, have finished their season, have had a couple of weeks of, of no football like myself. So it's going to be... Uh, a test of how up to speed we are and, and again, putting our best foot forward uh, to try and claim a shirt for the big game. You've had a, a storied career. You've played in in some big clubs in the UK, you know, the likes of Brentford. You were on loan there for a while. Sunderland, of course, Ipswich, all being Premier League clubs. Uh, and, of course, uh, you had that stint at Colorado and the MLS as well. Uh, in terms of the coaching going around the place, uh, where is the New Zealand coaching set up for you compared to those other professional environments? Oh, it's right up there, yeah, that's for sure. You know, the the, the staff that Danny has backed himself with, you know, is, is top-notch. Um, the, like I said before, there's, there's no stone left unturned in terms of planning, whether that's training, matches, travel, you know, the, the whole staff, media, uh, medical room, you know, the, everything is spot on and it provides the best environment for us as players to perform as best as we possibly can, uh, which is all we ask for, you know, and then it's up to us to, to go and, and get that final job done. Tommy, you're at Colchester United at the moment. I know you've got a year left on your deal there. Uh, you're 32, so you've still got a few years, years in the pro game left. Do you, do you feel like you could still play at a higher level than, than League Two, where you are at the moment? Yeah, for sure. I always back my ability. You know, uh, is a good club. And um, obviously when I signed for them, it was the middle of COVID. And my wife was pregnant at the time. So a lot of that was dictated by the fact that we didn't want to be stuck away from a support network. Um, so it's only 35 minutes from our home in Ipswich, which we kept on when even when we were living in America. Um, so it's a good club. But obviously, the goal when I signed there was to try and get promoted with them. It hasn't worked out as such as yet, but we've got a good group there now. And the, the new manager that's come in in January is very good. So we're hoping that this next coming season, we, we can give it a right good go and be towards the top end of the table. And then obviously that leads to, to playing at a higher level again. Yeah, those English leagues, uh, I mean, everybody talks about the Premier League, but man, you know, I watch the Championship most weeks uh, and then I, you know, catch highlights of League One, League Two. Those leagues are so damn hard to get out of, aren't there? So many big clubs all trying to, trying to, trying to go the same direction. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. And um, it, it, the, the season sort of revolves around the actual season as well. You know, the first couple of months of the season where 
the weather's quite nice, the pictures are good. Um, and then suddenly, when the winter sets in, pictures sort of turn to mush and the style of football changes uh, for those few months of the, the winter season. And then you get back to the, the, the back end two months and then the pictures are fine again. So it's, it's a bit of a roller coaster in terms of conditions that you play in, uh, conditions of playing surfaces and the way teams play to, to combat those conditions. It's almost like you have to have two game plans, one for one for the mush and one for when it's all right. Exactly right, yeah, exactly right. Yeah. Hey, Tommy, uh, I'd like to uh, get to know you a little bit better with a quick fire five questions if we can. Yeah, no problem. All right, mate. Um, who is your favourite US president and is it Thomas Jefferson? <laughs> well, obviously, uh, that's, that's my name, so uh, I'll probably have to go with him, yeah. I, I don't know too much about him other than that he was one of the founding fathers and um, he's got a great name. He does. They would have helped at Colorado going going across the border there when they looked at that. Mate, have you got an American parent somewhere? Yeah. Where did that, were you named after Thomas Jefferson, the third American president? Yeah, I was, but I don't think it was through any American connection. I think it was just that my, my dad had lived in America for a period of time. I think he just picked it up from there and uh, because it was a little bit different. Not many other kids have that uh, middle name. So, yeah, I think that's just what, what their thought process was. All right, mate. Hey, listen, if we grab your phone and flick in the, onto your Spotify account, what was the last song played, do you reckon? Uh, I could almost guarantee that it would probably have been Baby White Noise playlist to try and get my little boy to sleep. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, it means to an end, mate. means to an end. It's just, I, I, thought you <laughs> might, I thought you might have said Ed Sheeran for a minute, but, uh, but thankfully, no. I think White Noise is preferable. Hey, uh, Tommy, if you've got a night off, mate, it's just, uh, you know, you and the family hitting the couch. What's your go-to comfort food? Uh, well, living in the UK, uh, the go-to takeaway would be a Nando's. Um, obviously, a bit of glorified chicken and chips, really. Um, <laughs> but you can't, you can't beat that in front of the TV watching a bit of Netflix. No, you can't, mate. What, what's your, uh, your favourite other sport? Uh, 100% golf. Um, I've played it for... Uh, donkey's years now and I'm I'm starting to get that bug where I want to try and practice and get better but I obviously know that I don't want to sacrifice my football for it just yet so it's certainly something that once I finish playing professional football I will take up a lot more seriously but I do try and play as often as time allows me. What are you playing off at the moment? Uh, officially 13.6. That's um, pretty handy still. Before I Operation before I had a back operation, I was twelve point one, so I've got a little bit of way to go to get back to my best. Yeah, yeah, maybe you can hit Tiger Woods up. He's he's had back ops. He knows how that works. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's your what's your favourite movie of all time, mate? Oh, that's a good question. Um, depends what genre genre you're going for, really. And um, probably I like the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Got to be honest. Uh, I sort of I grew up reading the books, and then as I sort of got older, the, the movies started to come out. So they're probably up there for me. Nice. Uh, and Tommy, finally, uh, last question: Who's the most uh, famous person you've met? Uh, again, another another tough question. You, you can't say Chris Wood. <laughs> I'd say possibly Didier Drogba. Didier Drogba, nice, nice. That's a great shout. Actually, I I did I did say. Obviously. From playing, if we were going to go playing again, so I sat in the drug testing room with Cristiano Ronaldo, but that probably trumps the air drug. But away from football was probably Didier. You're right. I was going to say one of the one of the best nicknames in football I've heard is uh, Ross Stewart, the striker for 
Sunderland is uh, also a Scottish international, is known as the Loch Ness Drogba. Did you know that? Uh, I didn't know that one, so that's, that's good. That's class. Hey, Tommy, thanks very much for uh, for chatting, mate. I really appreciate it. Best of luck against uh, Peru on Monday morning, New Zealand time, and, of course, uh, the lead-up to Costa Rica as well. Fingers crossed, next time I'm talking to you, it's because uh, we're getting ready for Qatar 2022 to kick off. Let's hope so. Thanks, Ricardo. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.